Welcome to another message from Columbus First Assembly. Thanks for listening as we strive to learn and live the word and ways of God. Our hope is that you're encouraged by today's message. Well, as we get ready to receive this morning what I believe the Holy Spirit has put upon my heart, I'd like to go into a, a, just a brief time of prayer uh, to talk to you through a lens. I mean, I've been doing it now for several weeks, but it's not the easiest thing for me. I can imagine you there, but right now uh, I'm speaking to empty seats, and empty seats are a lot harder to talk to, uh, but I believe God wants to speak through me, and so we're just going to believe that he's going to help me today. Would you bow your head as I pray? Father, I believe I have something which you would have each and every person who is watching today understand and practice. And so, Lord, I ask you to help me. Help me to communicate. Help us to listen. Lord, we used to sing a song, Open the Eyes of Our Heart, Lord, and that's my prayer. Open the eyes of our hearts, Lord. Help us to hear from you today. Lord, speak through me in this message. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor and author Kerry Newhouse said this in something he wrote recently. Chaos is a good word to describe 2020. Every time you think it's going to get easier, it doesn't. Are you feeling tension, stress, and a sense of being overwhelmed right now? Does your world feel like it's in chaos? Listen, I know where you're coming from. I've, I've listened to Sherry as she's been talking over the past several weeks, and I can tell her stress level. Uh, I've felt it. I've journaled about it. I've heard others talk about it. I've had conversations with people, and as they're talking, you can just sense the stress, the tension, the sense of being overwhelmed. Uh, I heard one individual describe the place where they work like a powder keg, just about ready to explode. Someone else said recently that they uh, were in their office and they received another text from a client, a very negative text, and they said, I was about ready to throw my phone up against the wall. This is a very difficult season we're all going through. It just seems that as we start to get some normalcy something changes again and then we have to make those changes we have to pivot it seems like we're starting and then stopping and then redirecting you know there's that the pandemic that we've been talking about for the past several months but more than the pandemic it's the way individuals are responding to it it's the way communities and and nations and even the world is responding to the pandemic it is just putting the stress and the pressure on us then there's the economy it's so uncertain. And I don't know what you're dealing with personally. It may be job loss. You may be working with unemployment and whether your unemployment is going to continue. Uh, maybe uh, because other people have lost their jobs, you're working harder at yours. But the economy is shaky. Maybe you're wondering, will you have enough money to uh, buy that house or that car that you've been thinking about or put your kids through school? Maybe you've been praying, oh God, I need some peace. Oh God, I need some peace. Is that your prayer today? I want to let you in on one little secret. And I'm going to encourage you, don't pray for peace. Don't pray for peace. Because God's peace usually is not given through prayer. God's peace is usually not received because we've prayed. Biblical peace, now hear this. Biblical peace is a byproduct of something else. 
It's a byproduct of other things. And biblical peace is far more than the absence of stress. Did you know that you can actually be at peace in the middle of the tension, the stress, the feelings of being overwhelmed, and the chaos that's going on around us right now? You can actually be at peace. That's a promise that God has. It is God's will for His children to experience and to live in His peace. It is God's will that we have peace in the middle of the chaos that's around us. That's good news today, and you're saying, Pastor, how? How can I have God's peace in the middle of my turmoil and my stress and my chaos? I want to take you to one text today. We're actually going to look at two, but this is my key text. It's from the Old Testament. The prophet Isaiah, who is speaking for God, a prophet is speaking the word of God, said this, In the 26th chapter, the third verse, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, whose thoughts are fixed on you. Now the you of that verse is God. It's as if he's saying, God will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, whose thoughts are fixed on you. God says we can live in perfect peace. Now the the Hebrew word for peace is the word shalom. And the word shalom doesn't just mean peace. It's got a a broad meaning. It, It actually means peace, harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, and tranquility. And it actually isn't one or another of those. It's all of those. It is this whole sense of walking in wholeness and completeness where your world is centered and it's at peace. That's That's what shalom means. Now, here's something very interesting. In Isaiah 26, in the original Hebrew text, what the translators translate for us in English, perfect peace, is actually shalom, shalom. God will keep in shalom, shalom, all who trust him and whose thoughts are fixed on him. What what Isaiah is trying to communicate to us under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that God has a place where we can live, we call it perfect peace, but in Hebrew it's shalom, shalom. If completeness, it is complete completeness. It is whole wholeness. It is peace upon peace. It is a supernatural, incredible place where we have perfect peace. Uh, I believe God used that double word there to emphasize the type of peace that he wanted, that it's not like we would have. It is even better than that. It's incredible. Shalom, shalom, perfect peace. Now, remember I said, don't pray for peace. I'm not against you praying for peace, but the Bible declares here in Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, that peace is a byproduct of something. Look at the verse again. It says, you will keep in perfect peace those whose mind is fixed, or uh, those who trust in you, whose thoughts are fixed on you. God takes care of us. God takes care of the peace. Perfect peace is the result of something else. The Bible teaches that for perfect peace to to be, be in our life, we have to trust God, and most importantly, we need to keep our thoughts fixed on Him. That's what perfect peace is. Perfect peace is the result of doing these things. The supernatural key to living stress-filled but not stressed out. The supernatural key to living with chaos all around us. The supernatural key to living in tension and that sense of feeling overwhelmed is focusing. 
Focusing on God, trusting in Him, fixing our thoughts. This is the supernatural key for the chaos of 2020, God's perfect peace. Here's a statement. It's coming up on the screen. I just want you to think about this. Perfect peace is yours when you continually trust God and keep your thoughts fixed on Him. Perfect peace is yours when you continually trust God and keep your thoughts fixed on Him. Now let me ask you, if you lift weights continually, strength will come. If you continually run three miles a day, endurance will come. If you continually consume less calories than you burn, weight loss will come. If you continually do, hear this, if you continually do God-focused, thought-fixing activities, perfect peace will come. If you fail to consistently do God-focused, thought-fixing activities, the promised perfect peace will elude you. You see that? Do you hear that? If you continually do God-focused, thought-fixing activities, perfect peace will come. If you fail to consistently do God-focused, thought-fixing activities, then that promised peace will elude you. You may have some non-stressed days, but for the most part, you're going to live in stress and feeling overwhelmed and, and anxiety. We need to continually focus our minds, get our thoughts fixed, on God so that that perfect peace will come. So let me ask you, what are your thoughts focused on? What are your thoughts fixed on? Are the things in the forefront of your mind those things that you're finding on your social media feed or on the newscasts that you watch or the news services that you have on on your television or, or on your device? Or are your thoughts fixed on what you hear the podcasters saying on those favorite podcasts of yours. The internet is filled with conspiracy theories, economic doomsday predictions, scoffers at wearing masks and social distancing, and people who scoff at those who don't wear masks or believe that the disease isn't deadly. There are the government takeover scenarios, the end of the world articles, and the prophecies of more chaos to come. And I'm not smart enough to know what is true and what is not. I've read some. I've seen headlines for some. I've heard other people talk about some. I'm not smart enough. I'll tell you what. I've looked at people on this side and people on this side, and they just seem to line up against each other. And there's some pretty smart people on both sides of many of these arguments, or at least they come across as smart, on the Internet or with the letters next to their name. But here's what I do know from personal experience. Now, listen. Here's what I know from personal experience. What I am fixing my thoughts on impacts how much peace I have. What I am fixing my thoughts on impacts how much peace I have. To battle the chaos, to battle the feelings of being overwhelmed, we must fix our thoughts on God and trust Him. Are the things in the forefront of your mind, the problems you're having at work, your health issues, or a loved one's health issues, these are real problems, and we can't ignore those. But here is what I do know from personal experience. What I am fixing my thoughts on impacts how much peace I have. To battle being overwhelmed by your job problems, your health issues, or your financial concerns, you have to fix your thoughts on God and trust Him. Here's a key point for this message. What you are fixed on will impact how much peace you experience. 
what you are fixed on will impact how much peace you experience. Let me tell you about my last month to six weeks. Um, my mom was in hospice, isolated. I was pastoring and leading this great church during a pandemic and an economic downturn, and I'm trying to make plans. And as I would make plans, and things would change, and we'd have to remake plans, and we'd start forward with something, and then we'd have to back away. Um, a few weeks back, my thoughts were fixed on my problems, my worries, my anxieties, and my concerns. My thoughts were fixed there. And as I was talking about, what was happening was, because my thoughts were fixed there, my peace, or the peace that God wanted me to have, was eluding me. I wasn't experiencing it, and I found myself going to bed tense, waking up tense, sometimes waking up in the middle of the night, staying up for a couple hours, maybe catching a little more sleep. Uh, my life wasn't being lived in this place of perfect peace. Then a few weeks ago, in my morning devotion time, and all during this time, I have to say, I was reading my Bible, and I was praying, and I was uh, worshiping God, but I still had lost this peace. So one morning in my devotional time, actually there were two or three mornings in a row where the readings in the devotional book that I was using all dealt with trusting God and the results of trusting God. And I began to journal about this, and uh, in one morning it was like I felt the, the Lord speak softly and deeply inside of my spirit, and he said, Rick, just trust me. And I had been journaling that day about some of the chaos that I felt was going on in my life, uh, at church, um, with, with my mom's health, with the possibility of her passing away without us having an opportunity to see her and say goodbye. My mind was just, uh, just running. It was just racing. And I just felt the Holy Spirit say, trust me. Just trust me. And what, the, and what God was speaking to me about was this. I'm a, I'm a planner and a fixer. I mean, it's one of my gifts and it's one of my burdens. I like things planned out. I like to know what tomorrow brings. And so when I have things that are unsettled, what happens in my mind is this. I am figuring out different scenarios. And I'm saying, well, if this happens, I could do this, this, this. If that happens, I can do this, this, and this. If this happens, I could do this and this and pull something from over here. And that's where my mind goes. And it's racing and racing and racing. And I'm, I'm running all these scenarios in my mind. I felt the Holy Spirit say, trust me. And I went back and I read those verses about trust. And I read the scriptures about trust. And what comes along with trust? Joy and peace. And I said, well, God, help me. I want to trust you. I will trust you. And so I began to relax a little bit, force myself to relax a little bit. But what I did, and this was the key, when my mind wanted to go there, wanted to figure some things out, I said, no, I'm not going there. God said, trust him. He's got this. And when my mind wanted to go in this direction about another issue I was dealing with, I would pull myself back and say, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to trust him. God said to trust him. And then when I got the phone call from hospice that my mom had taken a turn for the worse and um, we needed to get up there, 
I'd already been praying and I'd already been saying I needed to trust God. I, I just found myself saying, God, I know you've got this. I trust you. Whatever the outcome is, I trust you. And I went through the past few weeks with my mom's rapid decline, with her passing, with the changes or the, 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 the uh, pivoting that we had to do here at the church, both for me being out of town and then with individuals catching COVID and us shutting down a couple of weeks, all of the pivoting that needed to take place, I was able to do it all and sense this perfect peace. Why? Because I chose to trust and I chose to focus my thoughts on God. Now, I wasn't perfect. I cannot honestly tell you that there weren't days where the anxiety came back and the worry came back and the scenario building came back, but they didn't last long because of what I had written down that I felt the Lord say, trust me, trust me. And I would go back to that journal entry and I would go back to those scriptures that I had read. And what I was doing was I was doing what Isaiah 26, 3 says. I was fixing my thoughts on God. I was trusting him and fixing my thoughts on God. I don't want to tell you that the past several weeks, as difficult as they have been emotionally for a variety of reasons, have not been without peace. Shalom, shalom. This sense of centeredness, well-being, completeness. I experienced what God promised. You will keep in perfect peace those who trust you, whose thoughts are fixed on you. Now, the New Testament says it just a little bit differently in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. And many of you may have this verse memorized. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything you can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Do you see what it's saying? It's really saying what Isaiah says. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all that He has done. What you're doing, you're trusting God. You're fixing your thoughts on God. You're going to Him in prayer. You're putting your burdens, your cares, your worries upon Him. That is what Isaiah 26.3 says when it says that we need to trust Him and to fix and focus our thoughts on Him. And then what happens? Just what Isaiah 26.3 promises, we experience perfect peace. Here it's called, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything you can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. God loves you. He has supplied the tools and the instructions for living in His peace. You can't pray in this perfect peace. You can't also pray away the stress or the chaos or the condition of our world. But you and I can act in a certain manner which will bring perfect peace. So here's my question. How are you doing? I shared a little bit personally how I was doing a few weeks back and how I moved back into this place. I wish I could tell you that I probably won't revert and fall back into my scenario planning and my worrying and all of those things. But I've experienced once again Shalom, shalom. 
perfect peace. And it's wonderful. And God doesn't just want it for me. He wants it for you. Maybe you're walking through an illness. Shalom, shalom is for you. Maybe you've lost your job or you're afraid of losing your job or you're dealing with you're watching your savings decline as your income has reduced. God wants for you shalom, shalom, perfect peace. God will keep you in perfect peace if you trust Him, if you keep your thoughts fixed on Him. Now you may say, Pastor, well, how do I do this? I'm going to give you just a brief list of several things that you can do that will help you get your thoughts fixed on God. But maybe I should just give you a little short list of things that you probably need to start doing. Stop obsessing about things that you're finding on the internet. Replace the amount of time that you're using to watch the news, to follow this feed, to that link, to that link, to this other link, and begin to move and fix your thoughts purposely back on God. How do you do it? Fix your thoughts on God by daily reading or listening to His Word, the Bible. Fix your thoughts on God by daily reading or listening to His Word, the Bible. Fix your thoughts on God through daily prayer. Every day, have some time in prayer. Fix your thoughts on God by spending a few minutes in silence in His presence listening to His voice. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. Be still. Stillness is a discipline. We do not live in a world where we uh, practice stillness very well. Fix your thoughts on God with the diet of great music. What kind of music are you playing? What kind of music fills your mind and your heart? When a song comes into your mind, what song is it? Is it a song that glorifies God? Is it a worship song? Is it an old hymn? that ministers to your soul? Or is it the latest thing that's on um, the top country station in our city? Or the latest rock song? Or rap or hip-hop? What comes to your mind when music comes to your mind? Fix your thoughts on God with a diet of great music. Fix your thoughts on God by weekly corporate worship. That means getting together at the church for corporate worship. Sure, online, sometimes we have to do it, um, but there is something that happens inside of us when we worship with others that will not happen when we worship by ourselves. If you are restricted and you can't get out, we understand that, but it still doesn't change the fact that you probably would like to be here with others. Because something happens inside of us when we worship with others that doesn't when we are only by ourselves. As you begin to do these things, I just want to encourage you, keep it up. You won't be perfect right away. You will go forward. You will slip back. But if you make trusting in God and keeping your thoughts fixed on God a priority, you will see results. Continually do these things. Continually trust God. Continually fix your thoughts on God. You won't have to pray for peace. 
Peace is the automatic byproduct. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, what are you saying today? For the one that's home today, would you, would you just say this out loud or whisper it if you're in a room with people? Say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me today? Where do I need to refocus my thoughts? Holy Spirit, we have said these words. Now speak to us. Help each and every one of us, Lord, know what we need to do so that we can begin to live in perfect peace. Lord, you have promised to keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. Father, help us to trust in you. Lord, you promise to keep in perfect peace all who trust you, whose thoughts are fixed on you. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, I pray in Jesus' name, that each of us would be able to see when our thoughts are not fixed on you and that we can change them. Father, I pray that for those listening to my voice today, as I just shared personally from my life over the past several weeks, and what I've experienced, I want them to experience. Holy Spirit, help them to experience it. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Hey, thank you for joining us today for Online Church. Um, I hope next week that we're able to meet in person again and online for those of you that can't be here. But for this week, I pray that God the Holy Spirit has used this message and these thoughts that I have had to bless you. Have a great rest of your week. You've been listening to a message from Columbus First Assembly. We hope that you've been encouraged in your spiritual journey. If you're not part of a local church and would like to attend one of our regular services, our church is located at the corner of 10th and Iowa Street in Columbus, Indiana. Our Sunday morning worship services start at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday evening studies begin at 7 p.m. And while you're online, check out our website at columbusfirstassembly.org for details and information about our church. You will also find other messages and series that you can listen to or download. Thanks for spending some time with us and for taking advantage of this resource from Columbus First Assembly, where we strive to learn and live the word and ways of God.